This is TriStop, Thursday night in Atlanta, Georgia, August the 3rd, 2021, and I'm Donald Wayne. I'm Tennessee. You got something caught in your throat, Tennessee? <laughs> <laughs> you, you got an obstruction, Tennessee? No, nah, not yet. <laughs> an insurrection? Uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> they have stuff for that. They have a salve. They have a salve. Indeed they do. Uh, just, they do. just make sure you make the band-aids tight. Oh, my. <laughs> well, it, it's Thursday. We made it to huh. Tickling Thursday or Thirsty Thursday or... Yeah, a lot of places call it Thirsty th- Thursday, Thursday, <laughs> don't they? I don't know. I haven't been to one of those places in a long time. <laughs> it's it's quite possible, one might say. Indeed. Oh my gosh, what is that? It looks like a flamingo on acid. Okay. Oh boy. Ah, well, <laughs> this is not going to be a show about drugs. Yeah. Well. So. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, we, it's we only. It. I know. We actually have done two. This will be the second show in a row we've done together. That's that's a record here know. lately. Yeah, it's been just one thing after another. Well, it's. Oops! What in the world is that? Okay. I have no idea what that is, but maybe you ought to put some duct tape over it. <laughs> it sounds like it's coming apart. Well, you killed your microphone, didn't you? <laughs> I see the little old banner on there. Anyway, it's, uh, I tell you, you know, I, I had stuff that I, I, I plan to talk about, you know, as I always do. And I should know better than to sit here with, with the, with the TV on and allow, oh, my, no. and allow, oh, no. and allow myself to look at some of the stuff stupidest people in this country that ever drew a breath. I mean, you know, the only, only thing I can say is I don't know them. So these are just opinions based on your performance on TV. Right. Morons. I, I, I have to get this off my chest about this freaking Corey Bush. She's working on my last nerve. I guess I I used, uh, she was in a story 
or she was part of the story that I used last night on, on mini pod. So I already, I was already worked up about that, you know, about her, her self. And right. then, then she, then they play a little clip of her today because people have been complaining, you know, they, they found out that, that she spent $70,000 on, on personal security so far, private security to protect her ass. Okay. Because I guess, you know, uh, well, a lot of those politicians have to have bodyguards and so forth. But the thing is, this is one of the people that wants to defund the police. Okay. So she wants to take or, or reduce the police protection for the average person in this country, yet she's going to spend our money to protect herself. Now, I realize that she's more of a higher profile than the average person, but you tell that to people living in Detroit or Chicago or New York City or Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, we just had a lady killed in, in, in our major one of our major parks in Atlanta, I believe, yesterday or the day before. Of course, she went through the park at night with her dog, and not only did whoever the person who killed her, he also killed the dog. Did you hear that story? Yeah, now, um, pardon me, now PETA's involved, and they're offering $10,000. <laughs> so, for the dog, so the dog, they're going to offer a reward. Well, um, now, they're also offering a $10,000 reward that Atlanta PD is. But Peter got in and said, "Okay, you give one for the lady. We'll give ten thousand for the dog." Well, good for them, and I hope to. I hope they they catch this person. I you do. Know, too. I. Uh, but this is this is the aggravation. You have loudmouth, uneducated, dumbass people like Corey Bush get on TV and talk about. They just did a, a a thing where she, I don't know if she's doing a press conference or she's just running her mouth, but she said that it doesn't matter how much money she spends on her own security. That allows her to do her job and keep 100,000 people from being evicted from their homes. And she says, would you rather see me killed? I really wouldn't ask a, a question like that because there's probably people in this country that would answer it wrongly. I certainly don't want anybody to get hurt, even people that I don't like. I don't want anything to happen to them. But just so after she said that, she says, it doesn't matter how much money I spend on my personal security, on my security to protect me. But then she has the audacity to go ahead and follow that up with, but I still want to defund the police. So she's just a bright bulb in a dimly lidded theater. That's all I can say. Jeez. So that that's that's her that's her mentality. I mean, just you just look at her when she talks. I think the only other person that affects me the way that Corey Bush does, and I didn't even I didn't even know who she was until I don't know uh, a few months ago, first time I saw her on TV. But uh, the only <laughs> other one that only other person that gets up there and, and runs her mouth, you know, vomits at the mouth like that, is Stacey Abrams. She bugs me as well. So I think Stacy and Corey ought to run on a ticket for president of the United States. And they just decide which one wants to be on top. But 
I did. I did a, a, a thing on Minipod last night, and, and it included uh, Cori Bush. I didn't realize that she was in the group of protesters that broke down that uh, security gate, you know, where the McCluskeys live in St. Louis. Right. Right. She was in that group of uh, protesters walking down the street that day. And uh, I also found out after doing that story I did last night that I couldn't figure out why these people were going in that gated community. It just didn't make sense to me. It never did uh, unless they were right downtown or something. But then I, I read in the story that I did last night that the mayor of St. Louis lives in that same gated community. So I guess they were trying to get to the mayor's house and, and, and make a point about something. But um, anyway, she was running her mouth about that. And she was upset yesterday because the McCluskeys have been uh, pardoned by the governor of uh, Missouri. And she thought that was awful. She thought there was other people that should have been pardoned before the, the McCluskeys. Well, the McCluskeys weren't going to jail anyway. Uh, the governor just kind of expunged their, their record. Um, but there was nine people in that group. Now they said it was a peaceful thing, right? They broke right. down the, the security gate, but they said it was peaceful, but there were nine people in there that were cited for trespassing. But the prosecutors and, and, uh, and uh, St. Louis decided they weren't going to prosecute them because they were peaceful. So they weren't going to, they weren't, well, they weren't going to charge them, I guess I should say, because that's really not, that's, a, uh, I think, uh, trespassing is a misdemeanor. So Corey Bush, <laughs> just, I, I, I may, I may have to do a little research on her. I wonder where in the world she sprung up from because she's, of course, she's part of the uh, the squad, so I guess that kind of makes sense why she's so vocal about these things. Well, they're growing those folks like wildfire these days. So. But I tell you what, I dare her to go to Chicago and stand there in public on the public street somewhere or New York City on a public street somewhere and say, I have a right to have this, you know, $100,000 worth of protection or $70,000 worth of protection, but I'm still going to defund your police department and see how that goes over with the crowds in the street. Right. Hypocrisy. That's what it is. It's hypocrisy. Insanity. This is what Democrats will do. I should say liberals, because again, I think there's still some reasonable Democrats in this country, but this is what liberals will do. If they gain control over everything, they're going to take care of themselves. They will have protection. They will have benefits. They will have privileges. And the rest of us will be running around like ants trying to, you know, just take whatever they want to let us have. And that ain't going to happen. That ain't going to work, Charlie Brown. Okay. How are you, Dennis Lee? <laughs> I'm here. Okay, so it's Thursday. Corey Bush can, you know, uh, she can. Uh, maybe she needs to take some reprogramming classes. Maybe. Jeez. Well, that and and this 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 consistent border thing. I just I, I'm I'm to the point where I can't shake my head anymore and say, you know, I would be encouraged. 
if if the Biden administration would come out and say, okay, <laughs> a million plus people in, in six months, we're going to put a halt. Nobody's coming across the border for a while until we get this crap figured out. But is he doing that? Well, we need more people bringing the COVID over, Donald Wayne. Yeah. I, I, I just, I shudder to think, and I know people get tired of Republicans and conservatives saying, well, if this was Donald Trump doing this, you people would be all up in the air about it. But it's true. There's no way this situation would have occurred with Donald Trump and these these liberals and CNN and MSNBC, their eyes would be popping out of their heads because they would be so outraged that someone would put Americans at risk like they're doing. And they say, well, now they're saying, well, we set up this thing in McAllen, Texas, and, uh, you know, these tents, and we're putting a bunch of people in there, and we're testing them, and we're treating them. Who the hell's paying for that? What money is that coming out of? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I wish, and sometimes there, there are times I wish I still lived in Texas. There's probably some people here in Georgia wish I still lived in Texas, but uh, I would be down there. I would be down there by the border and be doing podcasts on the border, interviewing people. That'd be a dangerous place to be for sure. Uh, it could be. Yeah, it could be. So anyway, Corey Bush wasn't on my list. She just happened to spark my interest right yeah. before oh. we went on the air. Oh, well, here's another, here's another winner. <laughs> I mean, have you noticed this? Uh, I feel that? like George George Carlin. Who's that comedian all the time? Said something about uh, oh gosh, oh is I wonder if or what do you think? Anyway, have you noticed that Joe Biden is almost doing some kind of event and he's got him plastered on TV now every day? I mean, you know, four months ago, we we weren't even sure he was in in the White House, but uh, all of a sudden, here in recent weeks, I mean, we're seeing him every day doing something. I don't know what that's about. Well, maybe they're trying to make a point. Uh, you know, he is still, you know, lucid and 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 doing his job, and and but he was signing something today, signing some kind of order or bill or something they put in front of him because i saw the folder and he sat down and then and the little girl had to tell him hey you're supposed to sign your name did uh, she really is that no, serious but it, it looked like it though oh. it? <laughs> well it, it looked Sir, you're supposed to sign your name i think uh well i know because i'm only five years <laughs> old but it looked to me like he was about to sniff her hair. And then I don't know, maybe somebody, you know, kicked his chair or something, but yeah. that was just a little weird. <laughs> just a little weird. I don't know. It's even weirder when you don't have the volume on. Oh, I bet. <laughs> but he's on the, on the TV every day now. 
and it's okay, but you know, it's such a drastic change from what it was a few months ago. Maybe they've, maybe they've, uh, found an energy drink that works for him. I don't know. Hmm. Kind of like the, um, not the, the Templar Knights you drink out of the, the Holy Grail, you know, maybe, maybe he's immortal. That, or it could be an avocado enema. I don't know. It could, you know, just oh something. Oh, my goodness. Something. Avocado enema. Yeah, but a- make sure. Enema. Do you like eminas? Be sure you take the, uh, uh, the like seed the out peanuts. of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't leave that seed in there because it won't yeah, go through man. the tube. Jeez. Uh, well, what a way to start out. But, I, you know, I just... It's it's frustrating. I mean, could can you you know uh, can you really think how somebody could justify to continue to allow people to keep coming in the country with the COVID situation? No. Um, and, and then they have nowhere to put them down there, except run them to these various cities. Uh, I saw another story where you know they can't keep enough buses. They don't have enough buses to 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 get them out of the city they're in. I'm not sure if that was McAllen or, or, uh, and that's why they're putting some of them on airplanes. But, uh, I, I keep thinking every day, I said, today I'm going to turn the TV on and Joe Biden said, enough is enough. We, we, we've got to put a halt. No one else comes across the border right now. I'm sorry. Uh, we, we've got a problem on our hands, but no, <laughs> no, that's probably not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Hmm. And, uh, you know, those poor people in McAllen, I mean, he's, he's, he's screwed up so bad that Democrats in South Texas that couldn't stand Donald Trump are probably starting to think, you know, we screwed up. <laughs> yeah, we didn't like the guy, but we didn't have to put up with this crap. So... Who knows? Indeed. I, I don't know if there's a light bulb on, in his head anywhere that could say, you know, we just, I, I can't justify this anymore. I cannot. And we're okay spending the money, giving them uh, vaccinations. Of course yeah, you have, I mean, uh, you, you got to. Money. Yeah, you got to, if they're going to come here, I mean, if you're going to allow them to be here, then it only makes sense to vaccinate them. But, Uh, You know what uh, Mark Levin says about it. Um, (laughs) What does he say? He says Biden should be removed. (laughs) Removed from office. I know we talked about that the other day, but now Mark Levin is uh, chiming in. Said it's time to start uh, using impeachment or the 25th Amendment against President Joe Biden to remove the most disastrous president in modern American history. From office. (laughs) Did you you see that, Donald Wayne? I I didn't see it, and I actually watched him on Sunday night. I I think he kind of hinted at that. Well, no, he was on Sean Hannity, that's right, yesterday. And he went off about removing Biden, yes. Yeah, he said that uh, that, uh, Biden has the border wide open in violation of our immigration laws. 
um, and invoked the administration's eviction moratorium, which came this week despite a Supreme Court decision in June ruling um, an earlier eviction moratorium could only be extended by Congress. So we just bypassed all that. It's like, no, I'm just going to extend it. So he also raised concerns about the health of the U.S. population, alluding to a Justice Department legal fight against Texas over an order by Governor Greg Abbott to restrict the transportation of migrants, some of whom tested for COVID-19, as you were talking about, um, from being dumped into communities by federal officials as they await immigration proceedings. So that ties right into what you were talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, uh, the, like these people are going to show up for the, right. the proceeding. I bet we don't even know where they're going. No. I bet, uh, they'll haul them somewhere and then, then uh, well, I don't know where they're at. How are you going to keep oh, up with it? Oh, they were just showing. Uh, they had a big wreck. About 10 of them died in a transport vehicle today trying to sneak in. Um, yeah. I saw that story. Yeah, that that's yeah. sad. Well, they had, I think they said they had like uh, 17, 18, 20 people oh, in a van that was only supposed to carry seven or 10, something like that. Well, um, he, also, he also said, isn't it time to remove this guy from the Oval Office or at least make an effort? So you tough guy Republicans who come on here, you tough guy Republicans on radio, how about it? The I word, impeachment. Let's start to talk about it. Or the 25th Amendment, Levin said. Um, there's a lot of people pulling this out, saying, you know, he's got to go. Well, It's only going to continue to get worse. And I think he's got a good point there, Dennis Lee. I think I, I'm a little disturbed at some of the things I'm hearing about what Republicans are doing and how they're kind of caving in and trying to fall in line especially on that uh, what do they call it the uh, uh, the infrastructure bill oh that's, that's a debacle yeah so but there, there's a bunch of bunch of Republicans that we need to worry about and every one of them that doesn't do their job we need to make sure that they're replaced next year Um. But I, I'm, I, I don't know why. I, I think when he was on Hannity, he was talking about it. He says, so we had Democrats that tried to impeach Donald Trump three times and once uh, when he was on his way out of office. <laughs> so, yeah. you, know, you know, Republicans step up, you know, and, and just show, you know, what you believe in and just go ahead. And, and it won't go anywhere, obviously, because yeah. there's, there's not support. But the the Democrats knew it wasn't going to go anywhere the last time, right. but they they did it anyway. So do the same thing. Hell, y'all are just wasting our money standing around, you know, <laughs> having a yeah one one piece of crap law after another, right? So they can spend our money. And to say, you know, the the, the Democrats, I mean, those what do they say? Seventeen Republicans, they think they've got on board for this infrastructure bill and right. uh, you know we really and i don't think they know what's in it because it's, it's so big and they might like certain parts of it but uh and then the democrats are saying well you know 
y'all can if if y'all support it, then we're going to go ahead and push this other one that we really want through with reconciliation. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, we yeah. we knew we knew we had a problem with the Republicans <clears throat> when Donald Trump was in office, but uh, I, I agree with Mark. Get on board and and make it known that you know we're not happy with what this man is doing in office. And uh, you're right. I mean, he's he's not doing his job. He's not protecting our, our American citizens from the people coming across the border. There's no justification whatsoever. We have a we have a limit on immigration in this country. By law, we have a limit on how many people can come in here to immigrate into the country in any given year. Uh, now they may make exceptions for this this thing about uh, uh, what is it the um, uh, they're in fear for their life in the country they're in. What is it? Um, asylum when they're seeking asylum. Yeah. There may be an, uh, an exemption for that, but you don't have a million and a half people coming here, uh, trying to seek asylum. <laughs> no. I mean, how are we getting them from different countries? They say now there's over a hundred and I think they said over 114 different countries uh, that people are actually coming through the southern border now. They're getting people from Africa and from, uh, um, gosh, I forgot the other countries now. Some from South America, some from right. Cuba, some from Cuba. So how in the hell is he doing his job? And and it should be an impeachable thing. Hell, they wanted to impeach Trump because of a letter, <laughs> a letter that he wrote. So. Or a phone call. It's a mess. And it's only going to get worse, unfortunately. And then the other thing is, uh, what was it? The, the two things. He said the, the border crisis. Was it the COVID thing that Mark Levin was using as the other excuse? Right. Um, how, how do you tell people that your life is about to change again. And Oh, by the way, it has nothing to do with the million plus people we're allowing to come across the border. Well, they're already talking about, you know, they're making plans in case they have to close schools and, uh, you know, saying they're not going to lock down again, but if the science says that that's what we need to do, they're going to follow the science. So they're already creating themselves an out if they have to make that choice. No. Well, no, I don't think that we can afford to go through another one of those. I just don't. I really don't think that you're going to get a lot of compliance. I, I think if they tried to start no. shutting, shutting businesses down. But I, I tell you this. You know, if there's a mass attempt to shut businesses down again, like they did last year, then we need to revolt and say, OK, all of you legislators up there, you're not getting a freaking check until you get the uh, the economy open again. Your pay has been suspended. You know, this 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 crap that we put up with last year, all these people that were on the news all the time talking, telling us how to live our lives and supposedly experts. Every every stinking one of them was drawing a, a paycheck. Yeah, I mean, we still can't get people to go to work. I walked into a family dollar today to pick up um, 
some double-sided tape for something I need to work on for work. And the shelves were chaotic. It was like there was hardly, it looked like people had gone in there and bought everything before Snowmageddon. <laughs> so the, a lot of stuff not there? A lot of stuff not there because they simply don't have the workers to do it. There's one poor kid in there by himself, and the place was a wreck. Couldn't find anything, and that's mainly because the shelves were bare. You know, there's just, uh, we're going through a crisis of just not enough people to get the job done, and it's, uh, and it's causing disruption in our supply chain, too, which in turn is causing the prices of goods and services to go up, which is going to bring that big I word out that they're saying doesn't even exist. You know, and inflation is happening. I'm sorry to say. Well, there was somebody that floated a theory that maybe one of the incentives behind shutting the economy down again is that would actually drive inflation down. <laughs> well, there you go. Put everybody uh, out of work, and that'll that'll fix it. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll make it great. I, I, Not I enough think, people to produce the product, so what we do have out there circulating comes at a high price. That'll just that'll be great. I just I really find that hard to believe. I mean, they're already pushing back against the mask thing. There's already people that are absolutely livid about that, and, and of course, DeSantis in Florida is pushing back against Joe Biden. Now they're arguing. You know, they're they're taking shots at each other on the news. Yeah, I saw that. And <laughs> it's, it's, uh, and yeah, the cases are going up in Florida. We don't know why they're going up in Florida. Maybe because it was, uh, those several bus loads of illegals or plane loads of illegals that you put out there that maybe weren't really, uh, checked for COVID very well. I mean, it's it's just um, I, I think last year last year just actually gave Democrats an idea of how they can uh, drastically get some things done that they couldn't get done before then. Well, I found you know I, I talked to um, someone I know that uh, comes from the UK and still has family back there and. And he said that, you know, we're, they're having the same immigration problems over in the UK and have been for years. Um, foreigners coming in, snatching up all the jobs, bringing in a lot of sickness and crime with them. And um, there's just no control. Well, it's just letting it happen. They had they had a problem. Uh, France had a problem several years ago because they let a lot of people come in from uh, you know bordering countries because of job opportunities and things, and it, it changed the 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 complexion of uh, France. And they have problems. They have right. problems. Uh, people demonstrating and terrorism in the streets and all that kind of crap. You you just. <laughs> That's just not the way it's supposed to be done. I don't yeah. know. I don't know where they, the, what playbook they're using here, um, but it's just not supposed to be done. So we're the last place in the world, probably that has uh, or, or should have had strict controls on who comes here. 
I mean, most countries, you take New Zealand, for instance, you can't immigrate to New Zealand unless you have a skill that they need in their economy. You have to be somebody who they really need, you know, or you can't, I mean, you, you can get a visa to, to be there or work there for a while, but you can't become a citizen and live there permanently. Uh, there's a lot of smaller countries like that. I get the idea sometimes they think because the United States is so big, it's almost like some idiot in Washington, D.C. says, well, we got plenty of room. We, we got plenty of space to put people. It's <laughs> like that in Bermuda. Um, you can't go live in Bermuda unless you have enough money to last you until you'll die. Um, because they want you, they don't want you to be a drain on their health care on their government or on anything. They, they got to be self-sufficient. You know, it's, it's, even, even think about it. It should be that way. I mean, what, why is that not logical? Right. Why, why is it such a stretch for us and for Americans in this country to expect our government not to let, I mean, we're talking about over a million people already come in here that do not have jobs, do not have health care, do not have a place to live, even though some of them I hear are going to live with family, quote, that's what they're saying. But still, a million, a million plus, how are these people going to support themselves? How long is it going to take them to get to, to a point in their lives where maybe they wouldn't have to be dependent on, on the government to help them out? Right. Uh, I, you know, and it's, it's not fair to us because you're taking taxpayer money that really we, we've already got our, a, a crap load of, of issues that we've never fixed in this country. And, and Biden and his group are just adding more to it. So we don't fix anything, but yet we're going to put more people in here that's going to add to our problem list. And right. that makes that makes sense. And it's not about, you know, being cruel and and not caring about other people that are they're not as fortunate as we are. But we got a lot of people in this country that aren't as fortunate as the rest of the country. Right. Um, I, I, I just I don't it, it boggles the mind. I'm not the uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a problem solver. I, I'm I, I don't have a college education. Uh, I don't have a PhD. I don't, uh, I don't, uh, profess that I've got answers to everything, but I know when something doesn't make sense and there's nothing that they're doing with this immigration thing right now that makes sense to me at all. At all. But yes, I agree with Mark. Uh, I just, I think they need to do it. You know, they need to have the guts to do it, even knowing that it's probably not going anywhere. But, you know, we got to start playing by some of the same rules that the Democrats play by. If we don't, they're going to be in power far longer than we want them to be. You got anything else to say about Mark? No, no, no. That's all Mark had to say. Uh, let me let me do this because this this is going back to you Texas. You got some fraudulence, don't you? Fraudulence, fraudulence. Uh, yes, I do. But that's I I didn't do my little uh, thousands and uh, and uh, migrants pa passing through Texas border city. 
Let me let me drift through this real quick. Nearly 7,000 immigrants who tested positive for COVID-19 have passed through a Texas city that has become the epicenter of the illegal immigration surge, including more than 1,500 over the past seven days that are that are positive for COVID. That's why they're putting all the and that's in the city of McAllen, Texas. Uh, I think there's only about a normally about a half a half a million or 300,000 people actually that live in. Oh, no, it says, let's see. Shocking revelations was tucked into a statement of the city of McAllen announcing construction of temporary housing. Oh, help the city. Oh, it's only 140,000 people in the city of McAllen. And they've already added s- over 7,000 illegals with COVID to the My city. Goodness. Um, so McAllen is, is putting up these tents. Did you see that on the news? They're putting uh, yeah, up their, I did see that on the news this afternoon. Yeah. They actually had the mayor of McAllen. They had, uh, a, a, a circuit court judge <laughs> of McAllen on there. They had a bunch of people from that area that were on talking about what they were having to do. Um, and, and there's a bunch of pissed off people down there in that part of Texas. It says the number over the course of the month escalated to over 1,100 people per day. And so far in August has surged to over 1,900 people per day. Can you imagine 1,900 people a day coming in to a spot that you live in? That'd be horrible. Uh, it says the respite center, which is the area where they're they're uh, putting all these people. That's that's a heck of a candy bar you got there. Uh, yeah. And so far in August, it surged over. Let's see, wait a minute. Now the respite center has a capacity for only twelve hundred thirty six occupants, but <laughs> you've got nineteen hundred per day coming in. Well, it's full. It's already full. He imagine uh, the, the smell and the just the the mess that is behind from from that many people. Well, you think about it. These people have been traveling through Mexico. We don't know how long some of them have been on the road. We don't know how long it's been since some of them have been able to clean up, you know, take showers or whatever. Uh, there's a whole lot of issues with that. You know, some of them have been wearing the same clothes that they wore when they left wherever they left. It's, it's really hard to say because you see a lot of these people come across and they don't really have much of anything on their person. You know, maybe sometimes a little backpack or uh, it, it's, it's amazing how they have done what they've done. Right. Um, and, and I wish there was a, a solution for that, but they need to be thinking about a solution. Of course, you know, that Alexander Mayorkas, isn't that that idiot's name? Uh, uh, Biden's czar for the border. Yes. Yes. Uh, and he said that, you know, this is all Trump's fault because he dismantled all of the all the systems that were in place to to control this flow of people coming to America. Uh, he said also that Trump was responsible for disrupting the money that was going, you know, to these various countries in South and Central America 
I guess mainly Central America and Mexico, to encourage them to stay in those, you know, where they live. Yeah, like that money that the Obama's uh, Obama administration was giving to Central America was probably put to real good use, don't you think? Oh, yeah. I'm sure, uh, you know, uh, all the leaders of the countries were driving expensive SUVs and uh, flying around the world and vacationing in nice places. Um, so, of course, like you, I think you brought it up earlier, the a federal judge blocked the state of Texas from blocking the transportation of people from the border through the state of Texas. So a federal judge just says, well, you can't do that. Now that's only temporarily blocked and they have to revisit it uh, before the end of the month to see if, you know, they can address it again. But so, you know, they're, they're, they're bound and determined to do what they want to do uh, in the state of Texas and, and bring these people in. I just, let's see, what does it say? In a legal filing connected with a separate court case this week, a top Department of Homeland Security official said approximately 210,000 illegal immigrants were apprehended at the U.S.-Mexico border in the month of July. 210,000 people. Jeez. Where are these people going to live? Where are these people going to go to work? Uh, meanwhile, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention uh, renewed the so-called Title 42. Well, obviously, they're not going to use it, which that would give us some clout in preventing these people from coming into the country if they're, you know, uh, if, if they're tested positive for COVID. So I don't know. I, I, I expect any day now to hear that Texas has revolted and they want to withdraw from the union. <laughs> Just, you know. Somebody mentioned something about having another Alamo event in Texas, uh, but it would it would not be against Mexico this time. It would be against the federal government. I'm going to need some taller walls. That's all I got to say. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know if you you probably never get to watch Tucker Carlson. You may not care for watching him, but he's in Budapest, Hungary, this week doing his show from there because he's doing a special on whatever that Fox nation thing is. I've never seen it, but he was talking about that very subject about the Southern border wall. And he said, well, in Hungary, they had a similar problem with immigration. There were people coming in from surrounding countries coming in to Hungary and, and, and overcrowding their system. And they had to do something to stop it. So they put a border all the way around the country. Now they don't wow. have a, they don't have a wall but they have fencing that's, uh, I, I think it's electrified. And then they have barbed wire, that coil barbed wire at the top of it. Really? And, and he said, yeah. And he said, and, and Hungary doesn't mess around. If you cut the fence and you, you're able to get into the country and you're caught, he says, you don't get, you don't get arrested. You don't get, uh, you know, you don't get a court date. You don't get to stay here temporarily. They put they push your ass back through the gate back into the country wherever you came from. Huh. There's no circumstances that they let them stay well, in why the country. Why would they want to break into Hungary in the first place? Well, it looks like, according to what Tucker was saying, that their economy is doing real well there. That they actually mm -hmm. uh, this was in Budapest. He's in Budapest, which I, is the capital. Oh. And, 
and uh, it, it looked like a you know a pretty neat place based on the pictures they were showing. But yeah, you might be right. I mean, you wouldn't think that somebody would be breaking into a country like Hungary, but evidently, you know, if you're doing better than your neighbors, uh, you can see it. Well, maybe they wanted something to eat. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they were hungry. They wanted to be uh, Hungarians. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that'll get a rise out of you. Yeah, indeed. That's that's such a neat scene. I remember the first time I saw that when yeah. they all, when they all stood up. Yeah, <laughs> and started acting. Uh, right I love that's crazy. That so, anyway, that's that's South Texas. You, it's it's almost like a war zone without the weapons. Right. And uh, I, I just don't expect it to go much longer without some serious consequences down there. Well, you know, they've been talking about, you know, the migrants or the immigrants bringing in the COVID. And uh, now there's a report out of the Desert News that the Delta variant could lead to a doomsday variant. Um, that sounds rather ominous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So they said a number of scientists recently spoke with Newsweek about the potential of a doomsday COVID variant that would be worse than the Delta and Lambda variant. Have you heard of the Lambda variant? Lambda. What yeah, is there something something named Lambda? That sounds familiar. Know. Yeah. This Lambda is your Lambda. <laughs> this Lambda is my Lambda. I don't know. I don't know. Um, this, this land is your land. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know uh, that, Tim. Yeah, they, so the, the they said uh, um, um, Eric Bale, director of molecular pathology at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center, told Newsweek <laughs> that I would be incredibly surprised if something else came along that's even more transmissible. Um, but the next big variant may come from one single person. Uh, per Newsweek, um, if one person suffers from a mutation, this is more highly transmissible. They will pass it to someone else and then will spread like wildfire, as these mutations have done already. Um, if a mutation comes up anywhere that's more transmissible, it will be selected out to propagate. Um, have you known anyone to propagate there, Donald Wayne? Sharon Green. I- <laughs> was talking about that. She's an infectious <laughs> disease researcher. Has she been University. propagated? <laughs> She's propagated, I bet. Um, said, uh, <laughs> the. Uh, I don't think the eradication is on the table, Green told Newsweek. She said the health community could create a better solution for COVID-19 than what we have now for the flu, where the virus remains really tame. So we're, you know, I guess after all these years, able to whip it down into submission. Um, but we're at the early stages of this thing with uh, with COVID. So um, since we're really starting to see the variants make their way into our population. For example, a variant originally discovered in Colombia made its way to South Florida in recent days, according to the Washington Post. The variant, uh, the B1621 variant, already makes up 10% of 
of cases in the South Florida area. Carlos Magoya, CEO of Jackson Health System, told WPLG, and that's not in Cincinnati. Um, so far, experts with the Public Health England said that the variant is not more severe, nor does it evade vaccines. However, a new study published online through BioRivics, um, but hasn't been peer-reviewed, peer suggested that the Lambda variant has three mutations that could help it evade vaccines, um, as they wrote about for the Desert News. So, <clears throat> you know, they're they're saying that this could keep just mutating into something that none of the vaccines that we currently have um, will even touch. So, I don't know. I have heard that theory. Thanks that a lot, Wuhan. Appreciate yeah. you working on that in the lab. Let's see how destructive we can get this thing to be. Um, well, you know, it, it's probably a conspiracy theory issue to say, you know, they did this and maybe they wanted to do this. I mean, how, how better to screw up the world, you know, all the people that you don't like and you, you're prepared for it and you come out. Uh, in better shape than anybody else. I mean, is that well, too far-fetched? No, I mean, if we wanted to go full-on conspiracy theory, well, you know, look, the people won't take socialism on, on their own, so we're going to go ahead and just create the right formula for it to happen. Um, yeah. That may we're, be going a little too far, but it's working really good. If they didn't plan on it, they're sure taking advantage of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you look at the all the measures that all the things that the government wants to be in control of. And, uh, it's not that far fetched. No. And you got to watch that show. Um, and I talked about it last time, how to become a tyrant. Cause a lot of the things that are going on, oddly enough in our own country relate to that show. Um, the different things controlling, um, controlling the messaging, um, all the disinformation, um, you know, just a lot of little things are eerily similar to what's going on here. But, I mean, I've never, I have never seen it so bad in my young life. So that's, uh, and we've had some rough times, you know, I mean, it, yeah. it, it wasn't great under Barack Obama, but yeah. it, it wasn't terrible either i mean it was you know he he did some things that you know were not great for the country but then it was good for a lot of people who wanted that kind of stuff done especially well, as, in, in as much as i like bush it wasn't it wasn't great under bush either but you know we did have 9-11 that happened I, I dare any president you know to say what they would do um when something like that you know it's just like uh, just like covid as much as they slam trump well, okay, here's this pandemic that happens. What are you going to do? You're going to do the best you can. Well, you look at three years of, of pretty much good times economically under under uh, uh, Trump. I almost said George Bush. Under Trump. And then you get to the last year, and it's, you know, slam, COVID, right, in, in, in January. So, you know, uh, you can't blame him. I, I like it when – when Biden gets out there and says, we've created over a half a million jobs more than the 
pre, uh, our predecessor. No, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. You didn't create jobs. You're allowing people to go back to work. <laughs> you know, jobs that, that were ruined and destroyed last year, those are coming back. That's not creating a job. That's allowing people to get back to where they were. You don't get credit for, you know, coming back up to where you were before. You got to exceed that. Right. And he, you know, but every time he says that, I'm like, you know, and they let him say it because it sounds good, but it's, it's, it's untrue. Just like it's untrue that Donald Trump is responsible for the border yeah, or the COVID situation we're in. Good Lord. Yeah. What, what if Trump hadn't gotten, uh, hadn't pushed the manufacturers to start working on the vaccines as quickly as they did. And we had to yeah. wait until Biden came in, you know, to finish getting vaccines ready to go out to the, to the uh, population. Well, yeah, I mean, that's one thing people, you know, don't think about. All this was already in, in, in motion before Biden took over. So he just picked up what already got started. Um, you know, uh, when, the, when, their, when his party was out there um, saying it was racist for uh, them to not hold the Chinese celebrate the you know the the Asian celebrations or Chinese celebrations at the time in New York City and all these different things and and in San Francisco and and saying that it was um, you know hate against Asians and no we were just, he was just trying to you know they were just trying to uh, keep people um, you know from spreading this thing like wildfire. Well, everything that conservatives do, any conservative politician, it's always a racist background to it. If you notice that everything, especially if it affects anybody, um, you know, a segment of society that they want to consider that you're you're picking on. um, But, yeah, it's. And, and you really don't get any, I mean, how do we get a news, uh, news media in this country that we only have a few that are willing to present the conservative side of things, uh, Republican, if you will, but the conservative side of things, how is it that so many of them have gone over to the left side and they're willing to, uh, you know, continue the garbage that gets that comes out of Washington D.C. I, I I don't understand it. What what did we do to the news media in this country? I know when Ted Turner owned CNN, they uh, weren't the uh, kind of. What the <laughs> heck was that? I don't know, Margot. <laughs> it's probably that little. Uh, I'm, I'm being real good because Corey Bush came back. They, they put her up on the TV again and I didn't really go into it, but I, this time she's in, uh, a, I see her. I see her right now. Yeah. She's in a lounge chair somewhere with a blanket over and on the steps of something, maybe it was the Capitol building or I don't know what it was. That was, when, the, that was when the erection, I mean the insurrection. <laughs> <happened>. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, but you know, they just—they also showed her picture on the house floor. They showed her little spot. You know, everybody has their own spot, and and she had her little name tag in front of her. Said Miss Bush. Uh, so that was um, Corey's 
mainstay. Bless her heart. Now they're calling her the leader of the uh, squad. Mm. I guess AOC. Good Lord. Okay. I don't want to get on her again. Well, not at all. Not at all. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my uh, goodness. Yeah, but that's, I don't know why we're not more angry at China. I mean, what is it? Of course, you know, these suck up corporations in this country that uh, they were talking to some guy. It seemed like it was uh, Chase Manhattan Bank or one of those financial institutions. And they were asking him on Sunday, well, do you do you not feel bad about doing business with China and, and making investments in China, considering, you know, there are human rights violations and, and the fact that, you know, uh, they're really not that trustworthy. It's not a democracy. And, you know, the guy just made excuses for it. Mm. And, and they were saying uh, some program on Sunday that uh, that the Chinese own a good portion of Manhattan now, that they're buying property. And we're allowing these people to buy property in this country. And somebody made a good point that if we want to make China pay you know, if we truly believe and we have good enough evidence that, that China mishandled this and, and they're the epicenter of where all this crap happened around the world, if we want to make them pay and they're not willing to pay, we just confiscate every all their holdings in the United States. What are they going to do about it? All right. Just take it. You know, all right, well, this, this is ours. <laughs> this is ours. Whoops, you lost that one. Uh. But. Why are we letting our enemy own places in this country, own property in our country, a communist country own property in our. That's a good question. Donald. Uh, well, probably the answer is it's all about money. It's all about money. You know, people, uh, if there's enough money to it, they're going to allow anything to happen in this country. And we know that, but, uh, it's it's really time that we start paying attention to that and, and it, people at least need to be aware of it and do what they can to push back and say, you know, all right, well, we'll stop using Chase Manhattan. We'll stop using Chase uh, uh, charge cards or Chase uh, bank accounts or whatever. Just, you know, start hurting them financially. Right. And let China bail you out. China. China. Kiss my resident. You know, and it's a shame because we're not talking about the Chinese people. You know, yeah. that was one of the things that, you know, that the Democrats gave uh, Trump such a hard time about. And and Trump was talking about the Communist Party in China when he was, you know, talking the, his disparaging comments. He wasn't talking. And, and people in China are victims. Yeah, they are. They're victims of a communist rule. And uh, so, you know, we don't blame them. We don't blame the Chinese people for the COVID virus. We blame the Communist Party in China yep. for the virus. Oh, well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've heard that, that this thing could mutate and mutate. And somebody, some doctor they had on yesterday said, you know, we could be living the, with this thing the rest of our lives. Okay. We, we may never be through with 
the variants that come out of this COVID. But, you know, hopefully we'll be able to uh, have medicines that will keep, you know, keep us from going through what we went through last year and losing a lot of lives. But then they say there's thousands of people that die every year from influenza still. Well, they didn't last year. Well, no, because they weren't getting out. (laughs) They weren't. They weren't going anywhere. Yeah. No, only COVID deaths. Strange. It's just, it's a shame that we don't have people that we can trust in this country. Right. Uh, you know, and they, they say, well, when they change their tune about, well, first it's no mask, then it's mask, and now it's no mask, and now it's mask again. They say, well, you know, the science changes, you know, we're, we can't. Well, so be honest about it when you first talk about it. We think this might help <laughs> some idiot was on there yesterday said well yeah if, if ever you know these little paper masks on these these things that we wear they probably don't do a lot of good but now if anybody would wear those uh was it m19 or m18 uh mask well respirators yeah we can see the whole population going around with that can't you oh yeah uh <laughs> who's going to pay for those but uh, you just don't know who to trust anymore. That's the sad thing. Yeah. And it may not be that all of them are saying what they say with evil intentions or bad intentions, but, you know, you can only change your story so many times, and then people finally just, they start thinking on their own, you know, and it's no wonder that people don't trust them. Yeah, I mean, why not be like Wally the Wondering Walrus? Uh, <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> Where, what, what internet site are you on? <laughs> is he one-eyed? <laughs> he, he, he commandeered an inflatable boat in Ireland somewhere. So, I mean, it's just... It's, <laughs> <laughs> The world is out of control, Donald Wayne. Out of control. It, it is, Dennis Lee, and I feel sorry for you and and everybody that's a whole lot younger than me because I'm 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 worried about where this country is going to be and and well, if we survive the Biden years, or heaven forbid, you know, if we got to have Kamala Harris in charge, but if we survive that. I just don't know. I mean, the the level of thinking in this country has changed so drastically. I just don't. I, I just don't know anymore if we can trust that there's enough reasonable people to keep us from going over the edge. But uh, and I don't. I'm not too concerned that I will be here to have to deal with most of it. But I, I do worry about people that. Uh, that will be around for another 30, 40, 50 years. And what, what kind of world, what kind of world they're going to have to live in? Well, you'll know when they've screwed it up beyond, uh, saving when that'll certainly solve the immigration problem in this country. When you, you mess it up so bad that people start trying to break into Hungary (laughs) before they come to the United States, then you'll know that you've messed it up. Well, with any luck, they're going to be loading us all on a rocket ship on the way to Uranus. So, well, you won't, you won't be able to afford it. 
<laughs> you you think Elon Musk is going to give? I mean, what is a ticket? You know, seventy five thousand dollars, a hundred quarter million dollars. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. screw him. They'll they'll have people. <laughs> they'll mutiny and take over the ship. Oh uh, well, I'll find a group on. <laughs> I'll find a I'll find a group on and, and try and get on that way. I don't know. Hey, with every Amazon order, you get a lottery ticket, yeah. and uh, I've been saving up green stamps for a lot of years. <laughs> oh gosh, let me do this one last thing here. I got to get this in about voter fraud and. Uh, have you oh, heard no. this voter fraud in Harris County, Texas, which is the Houston area for those of you who are not familiar? Oh. What the heck are you? Are you self mutilating, Dennis Lee? Are there you? Was a, there was a bug, Donald Wayne. There was a bug. Well, it sounded like a bat the way you were <laughs> reacting to it. <laughs> Got to be quick on your feet. My goodness. Yeah. Jeez. Well. Y'all ought to see him when he's in a tent in the woods and the yeah, wind's well, blowing and leaves are falling on the tent. I mean, I it's mean, a really. sight. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> night. Uh, uh, there, I swear it was. Yeah, that's what you kept saying. Yeah. What was that? What was that? I don't know. Um, so I'm just going to do the Huckabee version. I'm not going to click on the article itself because it, Huckabee's a little more humorous about it. But there is an article that you can click on if you go to the Facebook page and uh, a little more in depth. But it's uh, Huckabee says a big name in Texas Democrat politics, Jerry Monroe. And I think it's a woman because it's spelled with a G. Uh, is reportedly blowing the lid off the story of massive voter fraud in Harris County, which, again, is Houston. That's the Houston. Yes. Yes. I wasn't going to go there. That The views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of anybody that has any common sense. Uh, that's the Houston metropolitan area, for those of y'all who do not know much about Texas. It's the third largest voting county in America with about two and a half million voters. Oh, my, I didn't know that. And I'm from Texas. Uh, Monroe is set to be interviewed at 11 a.m. Eastern Thursday on National File TV. I guess I missed it because I, I don't even know what National File TV is. Uh, it says that it was posted on Twitter. Uh, they say it is to be shown live on Twitter, but does Twitter know about this? Uh, I can't imagine Twitter would put any voting conspiracy stuff, allow it to be posted. Uh, but another operative, Democrat strategist Damian Thadium Jones, who worked as a regional director for the Beto O'Rourke campaign, you remember that guy, came forward oh, yeah. uh, came forward in October 2020 to blow the whistle. So she's blowing the lid and he's blowing the whistle on what National File describes as a massive voter fraud ring in Harris County. They obtained audio from him giving details on the work for Biden by alleged ringleader Dallas Jones. Um, <laughs> Jones was fired from the Biden campaign after he was implicated in an illegal ballot harvesting operation in a sworn affidavit. It should be noted that the Democrats took complete control of Harris County in 2018 when they won offices by a 200,000 
vote margin, although I'm not sure if I could be putting quotation marks around the word vote. The Jerry Monroe interview is the latest development in a story that's been emerging since last year. Much has been uncovered since 20, 20 private investigators. I don't know. Somebody's blowing something. Investigators who have been on the case. Uh, it says a national file breaks down what happened in the 2020 election during the weeks of early 24-hour voting. Who in the hell votes 24 hours a day? Who? I have no idea. Uh, so they allowed that in Harris County. Vote harvesters would go door to door in poor neighborhoods, often dressed to look like U.S. census workers, and would often ply their trade hmm, at nursing homes and homeless centers where the staff would be complicit. They would hold ballots to be forged by volunteers and then mailed. There's also detailed testimony and evidence from a 30-year 30 30-year 30 black police officer named Raymond T. Stewart, who, while serving as a poll watcher, saw the election judge. <laughs> okay. All right. Just let, it, let it go, Dennis. Let it go. Saw the election judge use a table full of IDs to vote unregistered people that were voting by drive through There is another fiasco. Voting Who in the hell? Yeah, you know, they, they allowed drive through voting last year. We had it going on in Atlanta as well. Uh, this is a criminal act, but according to the national file, the local district attorney did not even want to entertain our criminal complaint. Uh, so they have audio recordings of all this. Uh, let me see if there's something else down here. Um, you got a clip of that? Uh, there may be an audio on the link article that goes with this. I think there is an audio that goes with that. Um, makes very interesting. Uh, they got a report on the national file about all of this. It says, uh, for example, one of the people found that 32 handwritten requests for ballots, all purported to be from different voters, were in the exact same handwriting and returned in identical pre-printed envelopes with the same stamp. Even more stunning, all these voters happened to be in precinct 259, all voted for the same candidate, and all signed with an X. <laughs> so, so I mean, X? yeah, how in the hell do you verify an X? Um, that That's, of course, that's only 32, but... 32 with an X. Okay. Um, she says in Vera's words, what has been uncovered is a group of masterminds wanting to destroy the Texas voting voice. It sure looks like there's a whole lot of cheating going on. They said, and it would make sense that Harris County is a key spot to be doing it. Just like Maricopa County, Phoenix and full uh, in Fulton County, Atlanta, Maybe it's the most prime of all. Increasingly, as Harris goes, goes Texas. And as Texas goes, so does America. If the Democrats can steal Texas, it's all over. So it should surprise no one that if there's coordinated voter fraud going on in large counties, this has got to be one of the hotbeds. So uh, there's there's a bunch more examples in this article, which I'll post on the Facebook. But... Isn't it odd? Here we are six, uh, let's see, what do we have? Seven, eight, 
that was November the third or something. So we're nine months since we voted, and this stuff is still going on. That we're people are still uncovering these things. What do you think that's about, Dennis Lee? Do you think it's all bullshit that the people are just making this stuff up? I mean, what would be the point of doing it now? I don't think, yeah, I don't see how they could, or why they would be making it up. You're right. I don't, I don't see why. Uh, I know that last week, I, I think uh, some some judge in, in Pennsylvania said that he wasn't going to require uh, a couple of the counties to turn over their ballots uh, to be recounted in Pennsylvania that were under question. So, you know, why are these people pushing back so hard if they got nothing to hide? Right. Uh, I, I just, you know, and here's another conspiracy. Well, let's keep pushing. Let's get this COVID thing worked back up again, where we got it in such a state that we've got to have the exact same kind of voting standards that we had last election and see how well that goes. You know, but this this crap about ballot harvesting, this crap about allowing, you know, citizens to be what deputized and allow them to go out there and pull pull uh, and and collect ballots and then turn them in, and then allowing people to go to uh, old uh, you know retirement homes where there's a bunch of old people are going into poor neighborhoods where maybe there's some people there that are really not up with everything that's going on in the world and, and, and they're helping them fill out their ballots. Are you serious? Where do you think that that's going to lead? Hmm. Would you let a bunch of Republicans do the same thing? I don't think so. <clears throat> right. I don't think so. You know, the, people have a right to vote in this country, but also we also have an obligation on ourselves to make a little effort to do that. I mean, they're trying to make it now where, you know, I hate to say it, everybody has a right to vote, but there are some people in this country that probably don't have any business voting because they don't know what in the hell they're doing. And I'm not, I don't even care. I'm not even saying it's because they would vote for a Democrat. They might vote for a Republican that they don't know what the hell they're doing because they don't really pay attention and know who they're voting for. They vote for somebody because of the party in front of their name. And, uh, that's not an educated voter. That's just, that's somebody who's voting just to, well, my family's always been Democrat. <laughs> they've right. treated, they've treated us so good. Uh, it was funny. There was this, uh, one more thing and I, I'm, I'm just worked up tonight for some reason. Yeah, well, I saw, I saw that Cory Bush on TV again. Oh like, yeah. Well, are you serious? The Bush you has been on TV all day long. I've, man, I've seen way too much Bush on the TV today. <laughs> It's been a mess. If you really want to piss me off, put Stacey Abrams up there. Hmm. Um, I think it was a mayor of Boston I, I saw interviewed, and uh, she was complaining about uh, New York's policy to require or, or, or possibly uh, a national requirement for, for uh, COVID, proof of COVID vaccination, to be able to travel, uh, at least by air. And, and she's calling it racist. And she's, she started on this thing. And of course, and I'm shouting at the TV, but it's Democrats that are wanting to do that. You know, <laughs> pay attention. She says, yeah, this is what, this is what, uh, uh, white people. I, I, she may not have said white people, but white she said, people. 
she said, this is what they did to us, you know, during slavery and after slavery, they required us to have pieces of paper to, you know, to get to do this and get to do that. And I'm like, what the hell train did you just get off of? Mm-hmm. And, but she's a Democrat and she's complaining about stuff that Democrats are trying to do. I mean, <laughs> just connect the dots, people. Connect the dots. You're wrong. At, you're, you're mad at the wrong people. Exactly. You're mad at the wrong people. Um, I don't know. I think they're learning that in South Texas, Dennis Lee. You know, I think they're learning that. They're learning that, well, you know, a previous president was an asshole, but, but. We, didn't, we didn't have this problem. You know, he didn't know how to talk, and he was kind of offensive to people, but we didn't have this problem. We didn't have this problem. All right. I'm going to be silent until, until it's time for me to say goodnight. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's not true. That's, that's not true. That's, I'm, that's, I was wrong. I, I misspoke. I'm sorry. Uh, you got something. Let's, I want to hear that dead zone because I actually saw that article and I thought about doing it the other night, but uh, you've got yeah, that on the list. It's, it's gotten bigger. Um, you know, the, there's, there's uh, the Gulf of Mexico has been having issues um, for a minute. And uh, now that what they're calling a dead zone off the Texas, Louisiana coast is larger than this, than, than Connecticut. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, yeah. They said the Gulf dead zone just off the coast of Louisiana and Texas. Uh, and the dead zone is where there's too little oxygen to support marine life is what the dead zone is. So it is now larger than the state of Connecticut, the AP reported. Um, and researchers said it was larger than average and unusual. And it shows a picture, you'll be able to see it on Facebook, but it shows a picture of the, the dead marine life just sitting there at the top. It says, um, in the last five years, the average size of the low oxygen zone or the dead zone has been 5,380 square miles. Um, and that's 2.8 times larger than the goal set by the Federal Task Force to reduce the five-year average to uh, 1,900 square miles or smaller by 2035. Um, yeah, it's uh, but they, they determined that the area off the two states' coast covers in total about 6,334 square miles, they said on Tuesday. Um, yeah, they said the, this summer's measurement was larger than the average size area that the agency predicted in June based on Mississippi River and nitrogen and phosphorus runoff data. Um, the river discharge that drained into the Gulf of Mexico was above normal for the three weeks before the week-long survey started on July 25th, and it was conducted by scientists from Louisiana State University and Louisiana University's Marine Consortium. Um, so basically, it's just that that distribution of low dissolved oxygen was um, uh, highly unusual this summer. Nancy Rabalius said... Uh, and she was the lead investigator, said the low oxygen conditions were very close to shore with many observations showing an almost complete lack of oxygen. 
Um, so, she, I mean, they said that this year we've seen again and again the profound effect that the climate change has on our communities from historic drought in the West to flooding events. Climate is directly linked to water, including the flow of nutrient pollution into the Gulf of Mexico. Um, you know, so we're getting that from um, the Mississippi River. And then there's been a really big story about, um, you know, what was that? Uh, what was that? The day after tomorrow. Remember that movie where everything started freezing up? Oh yeah, like, the big yeah, the right. low yeah, yeah. the uh, the uh, what the the what do they call it anyway? Um, that happened in the movie because of the change in the the uh, sea current. To carries that warm water. Well, they said in another article that by the year, um, you know, 2100, that um, that might already be to that point uh, or not too far from it. If, you know, it could possibly happen before then, but they are seeing a change in that ocean current. And they said, uh, this year has been the biggest change that they've seen since they've been recording it. And um, said that will cause a lot of places, especially the northeastern part of the United States, uh, and a little lower than that, or basically in the eastern part of the United States, to be able to have more freezing conditions than usual. And also raise the sea level, you know, an additional two inches. Well, now, so that, I guess it's the, I forgot what they call the mid-Atlantic current or whatever that that supposedly runs up into, you know, up towards Iceland and I guess in Greenland or something. Isn't, it, isn't that what they're saying that that recedes? Because that warm water keeps everything warmer up there. So you're saying that that current is going to be yeah, colder. Yeah, it's the... Um, um, the Atlantic Mer- Meridional Overturning Circulation, or the AMOC. That's what transports warm, salty water from the tropics northward at the ocean surface and cold water southward at the ocean bottom. Um, it's uh, basically the planet's key circulation system. Um, well, well, if if that happened, you know, like it did in the day after tomorrow, I mean, you know, uh, we could the, have that. Yeah. The, the ocean rising wouldn't be the biggest thing to worry about. <laughs> no, no, it would be, um, you know, because basically they were like today they were talking about the heat wave. Um, why so much worse in the West? Well, because when you have dry soil, it heats up faster. So if there's not that much moisture in the ground then of course you're going to have that that heat build up a lot on a, on a at a faster pace and when you have um, the ground is so saturated as it is here in the south that it's not um, as quick to heat up so um, but yeah they said uh, they're saying that yeah you know it wouldn't be as bad as the day after tomorrow um, they, you know, because they at the time that came out, they pointed out a lot of inaccuracies about the movie. Um, you know, they said at, at the time that the collapse was about a, 
uh, at least decades away, but it wouldn't be a catastrophe. Um, but if this circulation shuts down, they said it would bring extreme cold to Europe and parts of North America, raise sea levels among the U.S. East Coast, and disrupt seasonal monsoons that provide water to much of the world. So, um, you know, you're looking at changes in the Amazon rainforest, the Antarctic ice sheets, um, just life in general. Cats and dogs living together in harmony. I mean, you know. It's, well, I, uh, I was surprised how actually warm, you know, because I got this little app on my phone, how warm it gets in Greenland and right. Iceland this time of year. I mean, it's it's in the 40s and 50s in Greenland, and it's in the 50s on Iceland. It, it doesn't make sense. Well, they, but they're saying the record ice melt that's happening has been nothing that they have, have seen uh, in recorded times. But you got to figure, recorded times, that's only about 2,000 years. <laughs> yeah. Depending on, depending on what you subscribe to. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's a lot of that time that's been undocumented. Yes, and, and the thought is that we've gone through this before. Of course, I'm sure we're probably making it worse because with the industrialized civilized, you know, civilization we have now, we're introducing things into the atmosphere that just wasn't happening back then. But you but, think, you know, and I'm not a scientist either. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a guy. You know, talking on, on a, a guy on, on talking a about guy stuff. Yeah, um, <laughs> but. You know, in in ancient times, in prehistoric times, we had a bunch of volcanoes around the world that were spewing gases and sulfur and all kinds of stuff in the atmosphere. And so, you know, we've been through, I mean, scientists have proven that there's been ice ages and thaws and ice ages. And it's um, not that we want to go through that. No, it's funny you say that, though, because um, there's been a major uptick in the past year and a half of volcanic activity, especially around the ring of fire. They've just got three volcanoes in, um, um, in Alaska that they're watching right now that have just started once blowing off steam. And the other ones, um, the other two are, have got actual lava flow going on, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, the, the earth is still, geologically active you know there's things going on there's changes they they're they've shown that the earth's core has got a wobble in it and the and the 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 moon is going through an elongated phase so it's going to rise uh there's going to be a raise in 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 uh the sea levels and you know it's just all this thing as technology gets better and better we're going to learn things that we didn't know the day before so, you know, uh, it'll be good for us and it'll be bad for us. And some of it will be um, very alarming to know. But um, with some of it, you know, maybe things that could help save us, too. So I don't know. Well, we certainly need to start paying uh, or should be paying attention to things that have long term effects on us. But, um, right, you know, it, it's you want to make sure that the things that we do are not letting government control us to the point where we have no control over our lives. And, and then they continue living life the way they want to. Um, <laughs> but 
Yeah, I, when I read that article about the uh, the dead zone in the in the Gulf, it's like, um, I, what is it that the, all the fertilizers and stuff that wash out of the Mississippi River right, they they, right. they they kill algae and stuff in the ocean or something? Yeah, like, all the all the nitrates and everything uh, killing the algae, killing everything that's pumping the oxygen into that area. So basically, you're creating an area where there's it's just totally void of oxygen. Um, and it's killing off the marine life. So, so, you know, people forget we need some of the, some of the smallest things in life, the smallest creatures in life, the smallest living thing in life. We actually need, it was put there for a reason. It wasn't, it wasn't just random that it was there. Yeah. Some of these things are annoying and, you know, we want to squish them and be like, you know, why, why, why? But there's a purpose you know, if you didn't have flies, as annoying as they are, they're they they they're like the uh, you know they 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 they're the trash service. Yeah, they're the nature. cleanup crew. Yeah, they're the cleanup crew. If you didn't those, have them, we'd have rotten meat just laying around everywhere. And, those um, and roaches and yeah. I mean, um, yeah, you're right. Everything I mean, has a purpose. Every has right. I haven't figured out what mosquitoes are for and except to spread disease, but I guess it's control the population. Yeah. I don't know, (laughs) but you know, we, we, you know, you get, you get ready, you start, uh, you know, desecrating the environment and taking things away that these creatures need. They move off to a different environment that affects where you're, where you live and you're seeing that, in that dead zone in the Gulf. I mean, it's right there in front of your face. Um, some of the things we can control, um, and some things we cannot. So, yeah, I, I remember them talking about the dead zone for, uh, several years and, um, I never also, really, I think it was a sci-fi movie back in the day too. <laughs> Well, that was a different was subject, a, though, wasn't it? Ruck, Rutger Hauer, I believe it was. <laughs> Rubber yeah. Howard? What? Whoa. I mean, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Rubber Howard. <laughs> rubber. Oh, no. Rubber, you know who yeah. I'm talking about. Don't say that too slow. <laughs> oh, 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 Uncle Rub. Uncle Rub. <laughs> Buck. Do we have an Uncle Buck? Oh, yes. We have goodness. an Uncle Buck. Yes. Oh, we Lord. Do. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was an interesting article. Too. <laughs> oh, I, I, I lost my muffin. <laughs> oh boy, I bet. I bet. <laughs> Jeez. Oh boy. We well. Go. So. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. To, uh, just a little prequel here. <laughs> Tomorrow night, I haven't listened to this song yet, but I saw this pop up. <laughs> I see, I see stuff pop up all the time. But, <laughs> there's this, there's this, there's a site called the Babylon Bee. I don't know if you've seen it, Dennis Lee, uh, or ever clicked on it. It's really they do parodies of news. They they make fun of things, and sometimes uh-huh. I think. Yeah, just my opinion. I think they probably go too far with certain things, but they have a song on there, and I think it's about uh, I think it's about Cuomo. I believe is what I read, but it, it's 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 either Cuomo or Biden, but it's to the tune of John Lennon's "Imagine." <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to it 
tomorrow and then hopefully uh, play it tomorrow night on, on a mini pod. But All right. Oh, well, while you're on here, let me ask you a quick question. I was thinking about changing the name of mini pod. You know, it's just sometimes it takes a lot of effort to say mini pod. And mm-hmm. plus it almost sounds like a surgical item. And uh, it does. I, I was thinking about just shorten it and say, how about tripod? Trice, try, pod, mini pod, tripod. Yeah, that, you know, people may get the wrong idea. And think <laughs> that, uh, somehow yeah. that's about but, a three-legged dog. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you yeah. remember old tripod? He used to. He used yeah, to. They could, they could take offense to that. Uh, we, we we couldn't. Or stop that you could be calling, you know, somebody. We could be calling ourselves tripod, and that would be <laughs> like even like, weirder. Some kind of organization. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the triad instead of the triad, we got the tripod. uh, Oh yeah, there you go. Well, all right. So I'll go back to the drawing board. I might want to throw that back up at marketing and see what they (laughs) see what they do with that. (laughs) Oh well. Okay. I'm so glad I asked. (laughs) Uh, uh, Me too. All right. Well, if you got. you got, if you want to help us get out of here. Yeah, let me do that real quick. Pee Wee's Playhouse will return after these messages. What in the world? Pee <laughs> Wee's Playhouse. What are you watching over there? I'm not Man. sure what's going on. <laughs> you, you, you watching kids shows, you know, while we're no, doing this? No, no, Um <laughs> So we appreciate you listening to this episode. And if you like what you're hearing, make sure to hit that follow button. We sure would appreciate it. And you will get updates on new episodes as they are posted. Um, and if you'd like to, uh, if you're one that Twitters, uh, well, Twitter us at TriStalkWGMood <laughs> on Twitter. We'd appreciate it. Um, and you can Twitter also, him, not me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I Twitter everybody. Um you can email us at tristalk69pts at gmail.com with any suggestions or uh, questions about the show or any pictures you want to send, uh, you know, but BP, really. Um, and uh, do that. And we're also on Facebook at Tristalk. We post all the shows there and articles that we use and pictures as well. Make sure to give us a follow there, too. Um, and we're also on these other outlets, which would be Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, LinkedIn, Listen Notes, and Player FM. And we are on basically every night of the week. <laughs> so don't ever miss a chance to get your Trice Talk fix. And, um, you know, we, we greatly appreciate it. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for being here. We couldn't do it without you, and we love you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you for spending time with us. Uh, we we greatly appreciate it. BP, we appreciate the emails. He sent us another one after the live show the other night and said oh, it, nice. said it was uh, it was great to hear us live. So uh, we appreciate that, BP. It was it was a hoot. Did you say bye bye? That <laughs> uh, what? Bye bye. <laughs> you say bye bye. I don't bye-bye. remember if I did it. Uh, it was. I it, do. I it, do. It, it slipped out of my mouth. 
Whoa! My goodness. <laughs> so okay, well, I'm going to unscrew this bolt. Yeah, I, I we're we're not going to have a closing thought tonight. I'm just going to get over here. <laughs> get over here with uh, <laughs> take ta- Oh well, is, are, is that a banana in your pocket, or are you just happy to stay? All right, so. We're going to go out of here with uh, David Essex, and uh, we'll see y'all. We'll be back together on Sunday, and uh, <laughs> if you want to hear John Lennon's Imagine, join me tomorrow night for, for not tripod, but <laughs> minipod. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right. Dennis Lee. <laughs> I'm going to get the lights down, Wayne. Y'all have a good night. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you.